It's Jax. What up, Dallas? Let's go. Martin Luther had a dream, but Freddy Krueger had a Ruger. Ex Malcolm hopped the picture, so now we back to the future. Now we back to these losers embracing death like they used to. Poking up they just but listen, son, now you leaking that future. Huh? So who's the shooter? Hum, is it your man? Or was it a fan? Or was it a stand? Huh? I would beg to differ. In hindsight, I bet you he said he was not a nigga. Plus Biggie Smalls was just minding his business, yo. Smoking an Optimo. Somebody got the drop, the homie Biggie has got to go. And they couldn't stop it, no, I wish that they could Yeah, the world needs change, but man, I wish that we would So why the long frown, a man home from a four pound His blood ripples on the floor from the wall sound His mama sitting at the wake, hoping the Lord's found Another dead, another gone now, damn George Elliott said that it's best to be what you want to be Fucking do what you want to do So I do what I want to do Bet you did it to floss Bitch, I did what I wanted Bet you did it and lost Bitch, I did it and won it Shit, I'm never coming back Listen, I just want to rap Gee, I told you all of that On about a dozen tracks I don't give a fuck I just, I just, I just want to rap Spitting fire on this track Like a fucking thundercat Plus this mic is bleeding Roho This shit is a no-no Rolling in that low-low Plus I'm from that ball Need a folk, folk, smoking on my logo. Ready for the woke, and we so so. Sitting with the flow, somebody got a vote, vote. Heard the lanes, and I swear they so so. Too much love for the fame just to go broke. You said that I had the rap game and the stroke card. No, I think I got the whole world in a rope. Yo, gotta think of damn dog, you crazy. Is he the next Jay Z? My crystal ball is hazy, but I don't know. Maybe. Welcome back to the Insane Check Podcast. It's your host, Chris, here. And yes, I think this is two weeks in a row. I think I did a show last week. I know. Uh, we're. We're kind of trying to get some consistency here with the insanity check back. Um, I'm going to say that right before I tell you that we're taking another huge break until December, and then that's the last show until uh, 2020. But anyway, um, <laughs> it's Chris here, and I got my guest joining me. Uh, I don't even know where he is today, because the man's like, you know, all over the place with tra- the travel. I got my man, uh, Jeff. Jeff J says, what's going on, man? What's up, brother? How are you? Doing pretty good. Where are you right now? I'm I'm at home. I'm in New York. Okay, you actually are in New York. I didn't know, man. Sometimes I'd be hitting you up, man. You be you be you be internationally traveling and all over the country and stuff like that. So I, I gotta be I gotta be asking questions, man. I gotta ask questions. <laughs> it's gotta the ask. it's the on it's it's the on location reporter. Right, right, right. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I don't know. You could be recording from a secret location. I just had to ask, you know. No, no, no. I'm back back at home base for a change, so it's good. <laughs> What's going on, man? How things been? Everything's good, man. Is it? We were talking about it earlier. This has been like the longest, shortest year <laughs> ever. Like I, I, I really like. Sometimes when I hear people talking about the movies that have come out, things that have happened, uh, like bird, the whole bird box thing. Oh, that this was this year. year. Oh shit, it was this year. Was it? I saw somebody with the with the costume for Halloween, and I was like, wait, did that drop in January or February? Or something like that. Like, bro, it's it's this year has been long. No, it came out it came out late last year. Late last year. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Oh man, All you right. had me worried, man. I was, I was, it was like December, December twenty eighteen. Close enough though. Close enough. Right. Close enough. Right. I was like, holy shit, man, that's true. God damn. Yeah, man. This has been this has been a hell of a year, man. <laughs> yeah. 
it's like one of those years that you also kind of want to you simultaneously want to remember but then you also want to forget like you know you got things like Endgame came out this year captain marvel shazam you know you get all this other stuff come out and you're just like oh that's right uh something remind me us came out this year i'm just like god damn man what the hell um it's just it's just it's just a lot just a lot wait oh my god yo glass came out earlier this year I, yeah Bruh. all right Bruh. Okay. whatever like, i, I could have swore that happened in 2017 <laughs> if you were 2017 i would have lost a lot of money a lot of money yo 2019 is gonna be one of them years it's on like a, a jeopardy question yo and everybody gonna get it wrong yo Nope. Yep. <laughs> this this thing happened in 2019. People are gonna be like, "Yo, did 2019 even happen? Like, was that a year? Did we just skip over like some? It's like some elevator skip over the 13th floor? Is like is that gonna be 2019 where everybody just goes 2017, 2018, 2020? And we just go, what happened to 2019? I, I don't right. even know, yo. I don't even know. I don't know what happened. This yo. is like the year where all the alternate timelines begin. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. This is where the fracture happened. Right. You just I don't. I just. Oh man, I completely forgot. Yeah. At some point, I'm going to go through all the movies and stuff that came out this year and just think about that shit because it's just, holy shit, man. It's been, it's just been that kind of year, man. Just, ah, I mean, it's been good, bad. But you know what? I'm going to say this too. I feel like every year since Donald Trump has kind of felt that way too. Yeah. I just, yeah. I just think 2017, 2018, 2019, and 2020 is going to be a blur. Uh, Twenty. We think 2019 is bad. Yo, the election's about to heat up, yeah. Yeah, it's it's gonna be ugly. It's gonna be so ugly. We we gonna have an impeachment impeachment battle. We're gonna have Democratic primaries, then an actual presidential election. Right. I'm I'm tired already. I'm tired already. Yeah. Like I'm just go ahead and put 2020 in rice. Can we just skip? I just chronological cry, cryo freeze me, and so I can just wake up in 2021. Do you want to simulate year? Yes. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> Yo, I'm telling you, when games do that, you want to simulate the year, and you start seeing the shit happens during the year, you're just like, yeah. Oh, man, I'm, I'm glad I skipped over all that. That all sounds horrible right there. You just come back. This is dystopian. You, know, you, you wake up in 2021, it's all dystopian future. You're like, what the fuck? It was a year. It's yeah, a year. Man. What happened? Yeah, it's fucking crazy, man. Mm, yeah. Yeah. So let's start on some good news. Let's start on some good news. Cool. I finally had one. <laughs> I finally got a Popeye chicken sandwich, guys. Oh, yeah? I finally got one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, first, welcome home. Thank you. Thank you. I, it, it, it was, yeah. Well, give the review. I, I, need, I need your review. Um, yeah, so um, so here's the thing. It's a good sandwich. It's a good sandwich. Um, It's not get stabbed in line good, though. So I just... It's kind of skewed at that point, right? Because it's never. And that's, I was telling some guys at work about it too, right? It's a good sandwich. Don't get me wrong. The way some people have reacted about and and gone overboard with the sandwich, though, I think it's going to skew some people being going because at that point you're expecting, you're expecting like to, like, I don't know, come your pants, right after right. eating the sandwich. The way some people are acting about the sandwich, and right. it's not that. It's a good sandwich, like um. I was expecting maybe it was just my my, my the Popeyes I went to. I was going to be a little bit more crispier than it was. Um, it was definitely it's definitely a juicy piece of uh, chicken breast, which is a good thing because I think that's what makes a sandwich so good is that 
Um, some people make a chicken sandwich and it's kind of dry. Right. You know, and you can't have a dry fried chicken sandwich. It just, it don't work that way. Um, and the, the spicy mayo or the spicy sauce or whatever's on it is actually really good. Um, so I, I, yeah, I think, I think it's a good sandwich. I'm not a Chick-fil-A person. So like, like that, like I like the Chick-fil-A milkshakes and their fries. So the chicken itself is like, okay to me. So I can't really, I'm not really one to kind of compare it to Chick-fil-A sandwich, but I do know that it's better than, uh, I've had like from Wendy's or things like that. So, right. Have you had one? Well, uh, Oh, have I, I had the, I had it the first wave. I got it the first wave because it, 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 funny enough where I live and, and like places that I've, I've lived in New York where I've, where there's been Popeye's, it wasn't really that much of a, like the fervor and the lines and all that, at least from what I saw, like I was, I've been able to comfortably get them. Right. Mm. Even the first wave when I had the first wave, <laughs> I remember I seen somebody on Twitter say that the, the these this batch is the stepped on batch. Mm. <laughs> so you're not getting the pure that that was was the first wave. But I, I do think that you should try different locations. Yeah, I and think so, too. Yeah, that's the one thing I will say to first off, you, you should definitely try different locations. Just in general, we know different locations have different styles, different flavors, better chefs or people who know how to cook it a certain way. Um, Yeah, when I first had it, man, I was like, oh, this is good. This is different. It made me wonder why all the chicken breast from Popeye's doesn't taste like that. Well, that's the thing that got me right. I was like, but why isn't your regular chicken breast? That's why I don't get the chicken breast from Popeye's, right? Like, that's why why I wasn't sure. See, you're hitting why I wasn't like, I didn't understand the the hype because I'm like, I eat Popeye's chicken. I like Popeye's chicken, but I don't eat Popeye's chicken breast. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that chicken breast kind of dry. Um, yeah. So, it's yeah. It's, yeah, I don't know I don't know what they're doing to the, the chicken sandwich chicken breast, but they need to do that to the regular chicken breast. If they do that, they're, they're, they're going to be a billion-dollar company, like a trillion-dollar even. Yeah, yeah. Because it's going to be undeniable. They're going to have to find a way to make fried chicken healthy because <laughs> that, that's it for me. Like, that's it. That's the, that is the final frontier of chicken right. for me. Could, so, uh, yeah. But, yeah, it's good, man. It's really good. I, I feel like it's more authentic than the Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich. Yeah. As if I went to somebody's house. Like, you see all these people that are making it on their own. Mm-hmm. That's how it tastes to me. As opposed yeah. to the Chick Fil A, that feels more processed. That feels more assembly line it, style chicken, which is still it's still good. But Popeye's chicken tastes like somebody's grandma made it. Somebody's aunt that that uh, that just knows how to make that one like, dish. Like, and that one di- is their specialty, and it's that chicken sandwich. Like, 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 they, like yeah, like they love the chicken even if it was gay. You know that kind of chicken sandwich. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Open. Good enough to eat it on Sunday. Yeah. Open mm-hmm. the place and eat it on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so, um, yeah, I feel you on that one. Cause it did, it did taste a little bit different. It did like, I, and again, I'm about to be one of the people that start going in there and asking them, you know, just give me the sauce on the side and give me the chicken sandwich with no, no bun. Mm-hmm. I eat the shit out of that. Oh. Yeah. Give me that. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, they started putting that on there. We, we good. So I don't know. Yeah. I, I thought it was really good. Um, I enjoyed it. Uh, like I said, it's not they don't. It's not a lot of fanfare with it either. It's like it's it, it's the bun, it's the sauce, some pickles, and that's it. Like they ain't they don't they don't put a whole bunch of other stuff on it. It's not right. like I mean I guess you could probably ask. I don't even know. Do they even have lettuce and tomato at 
Popeyes? I don't think they do. They probably you asked for lettuce and tomato at Popeyes. They probably asked you what the fuck, where do you fuck this is? A Wendy's? Like, like <laughs> they don't, don't need. Yeah, you don't need don't, it. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't need it. It's it's that. It's I talk about the. I'm from Maryland, so I told I told I, I was when the guys at work asked me because I got it right. So what I did was I just went around the time that they opened. So I went around like eleven. I think Popeyes opens at ten thirty. So I went around eleven. So the line was just starting to form at that point, right? So. You're all right to get in there. So I told them it. it's like, you know, from here in Maryland, like you don't go just anybody, any any old place to get crab cakes. Mm-hmm. Because some places they'll give you crab cake, but it's more filler than actual um, crab meat. And I feel like that's what I told them the thing, the difference was with the chicken sandwich, the, the Papa chicken sandwich, right? It was... Um, it was more, it was, you felt it was more, you were getting more chicken. Like it wasn't filling it up with, you know, an overly breaded, uh, chicken breast. So you're, 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 it's crunchy, but it's, you're eating mostly like, uh, the fried bread. Um, the, the, the bun itself wasn't too overly bready. They didn't stuff it full of stuff. Like you said, like lettuce and tomato to make it, to, to make it, uh, more filling. It really is like a majority. Every bite is you're biting into actual chicken. So I think that is one of the things that has a benefit over. And again, I, I can't compare it to the chick, uh, the Chick-fil-A chicken, chicken sandwich. I don't eat the chicken for the Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich like that. So, um, but yeah, you know, it was a, it was a, a solid sandwich from a, particularly from a fast food restaurant, right? That's the thing that gets me. People are always like, man, you can get a better chicken sandwich at this one out of the place places you've never heard of that only has one location. I'm like, yeah, but th- of course. Right. I expect that. I don't expect Popeye's to mass produce a chicken sandwich is good. And they did. <laughs> so I give them to them. So um, do you have to bring up? You know, I mentioned a little bit before that it's not good enough to get stabbed over. Uh, there was a fatal stabbing at a Chick- Chick-fil-A, of course, out here in Oxon Hill. Um, so... Maryland police have released a photo of a man wanted in connection with a fatal stabbing Monday night outside of a Popeye's restaurant after a dispute broke out over the chain's popular chicken sandwich. The Prince George's County Police Homicide Division uh, unit detectives have asked for the public's help to identify the man who they described as a suspect in the stabbing of 28-year-old Kevin Tyrell Davis outside of the Oxen Hill restaurant, uh, according to statements from the department. In addition to the image of the suspect, the, p- the police also released a photo of a woman seeing the business with the suspect. She is being described as a person of interest in the case. Police said the deadly argument broke out Monday night after Davids walked into the restaurant and cut in front of people in front of a group of people standing in line for the popular chicken sandwich, starting an argument between Davis and the suspect. The argument between the pair escalated and spilled out into the parking lot where Davis was immediately stabbed. Police said the suspect and the, uh, and the woman have been seen inside the restaurant quickly fed, uh, quickly fled the scene. All right. I want to reiterate. Stabbing someone over a chicken sandwich is wrong. We can all agree on that, right? Hey man, you can't cut the line at a chicken sandwich. You can't. You can't do that though. You can't do that. Like you're gonna. You're gonna. You're asking for an argument to start. You can't do that. Yeah. You can't. That's do that. a fact. You can't do that. You see a line of people. You can't just cut right to the front of the line and disrespect people. You're gonna. Mm, I'm just saying. Like, I'm not saying you should have been stabbed. Just saying. Maybe, maybe. Don't cut in line. So the dude who cut the line got stabbed. Yes. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, again, don't stab people over chicken sandwiches and cut in line. A little bit of escalation there. Same time, yeah. don't cut line, guys. 
Right. Like, it, it ain't really it, worth yeah. it. I mean, you know, it, like, yeah. Yeah, it, it's... So, if... I feel like the dude who stabbed has stabbed before. Oh. So, I think it does it... It wouldn't have mattered if it was a Popeye's or a Starbucks. Oh, yeah. Like, dude, dude was just ready that day to inflict pain and suffering on someone for getting in an argument. But... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the thing I hate about these stories, aside from the obvious somebody getting stabbed over food or whatever, is the narrative that gets built against black people. Oh, God. With these with these incidences as if and, and, you know, I saw a lot and I just hate it because, you know, you get you get the sect of of us that that calls it cooning and calls it buffoonery and why can't we why can't we stand in line like this to vote like all this other bullshit right but then we don't keep the same energy one we don't keep the same energy when white people are coming to blows over black friday sales at at best buy bruh bruh and and for those electronics yeah, I nigga, may fight over a TV. I go nigga, nigga, listen, I may we, fight over a TV. We, so, but we all but, we, we all remember we all remember the Tickle Me Elmo. We all you oh. know, they they caught blo- people were catching blows over a Tickle Me Elmo. Fuck a TV. Fuck a chicken sandwich. A Tickle Me Elmo. Motherfuckers were catching blows. All right, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear people complaining about people getting arguments over a chicken sandwich. I don't. And it is it's even as recent as I believe it was Walmart where Virgil Abloh released some off white, I think, <laughs> decoration for the house, like rugs and all this t- other decor. And I just saw a video where it was m- mostly white people, probably 90 percent running, run, running. Um, <laughs> What do you call it? Like the dime defense <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> to try to get mm-hmm. to, to try to block people. From from getting uh, from getting their hands on stuff, and it's just it's just a tired narrative at this point. And I would wish I wish people would also realize how classist it is, where oh, yeah, you get to a point in life where you're turning up your nose at lower income folks, not looking at the root cause of why a lot of that goes down. Not even thinking this isn't relegated to race. This this happens with lines. Period. If you if you've ever watched Seinfeld, oh, was it Seinfeld or was it Curb Your Enthusiasm? I think it was Seinfeld with the chat and cut, mm-hmm, where somebody mm-hmm. comes to the line and they talk up somebody on the line, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you end up on the line and you're like, wait, hold on, how did like, I what, what's yeah. going on here? Yeah, how did I get all the way going- back here? Right. You know. So that's the funny. It's funny you mentioned that because I, I get to that too because it happens every time, right? It's every time any. It's any time. There's a perceived, because that's a, that's the a key thing, right? It's a perceived uh, image of black people, particularly, like, but like you say, class, making it class related, low income black people get in line for anything. So right. it's a chicken sandwich, it's Jordans, it's, you know, it's voting. It's a voting. Oh, well, so they don't bring up the voting, right? Because the voting, they'll, they'll, they'll always bring up the idea of why y'all stand in line for this, but you don't bring up, but they somehow forget all the times that low income people stand in line for voting and how long they stand in line for those votes, right? They'll stay in line for they'll stay in line for hours to vote. They'll stay in line for a little bit to pick up some shoes, and that now is a fucking problem, right? But they never see that. It's always this disconnect of when the lines matter. But like you said, like 
this is just how lines in general work. Like I go to screenings all the time. They when you when you're not press, what do you do? You show up a couple hours early and you stand in line with your little thing because it's first come first serve to get in to see these movies all the time. Happens all the time. It's not just black people. It's white people. It's all different classes are there. But somehow standing in line and waiting for something that isn't seen as quote unquote value is deemed, you know, a waste of time and they should be standing in line for I don't know. What are they supposed to be standing in line for? Supposed to be standing in line for jobs, for 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 voting? I mean, they already have jobs, they already have all this other stuff. Like it's this idea of they're not allowed to enjoy anything, right? It's particularly black people, but it is it extends out to uh lower particularly low income black people. Right. And it's always funny to me because it's it's especially when it comes from other black people. Because I'm like, like, but you stand in line. You stand in line all the time, you know, and you don't say anything about when white people stand in line. Like, matter of fact, I went to the Popeyes I went to is in Chantilly, Virginia is a bunch of white people. There might have been four black people in line. Everybody else there was white. You know? Right. <laughs> so it's not just like I saw plenty of the videos. There was a, a video of um, two white people uh, fighting in the in the in the drive-through of a Popeyes. I saw that video. Right, white people. Nobody telling white people not to line up for a chicken sandwich. You know, it, dude who hit dude's car. I felt I felt him. Yeah, I felt yeah. it because yeah, that that could be two hundred dollars right there. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. We, we easy. We fight. Easy. That. We we gotta. You yeah. won't be mad. Fine. Don't hit my car, man. Don't hit my car because now, now you're literally now this trip to Popeyes cost me two hundred and fifty dollars. World's most expensive chicken sandwich, yeah. Right, right, because you want to get mad and put a dent in my car. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Nah, nah, nah. We not. We gotta. We got. We got. We got. We got to fight off of that. Yep. We got to fight off of that. But you know, you're right. I. It's. It's. It's a. It's the. It's the policing of poor people and what they can do. It's the same thing you see all the time with trying to limit um, trying to limit what they're allowed to buy with food stamps or government assistance or things like that and you know the drug testing and all this other stuff that people try to sit there and go, oh well no, they should be do this. Um, you see all the time with um, what is it? Uh, child support. I mean I don't live that life because you know condoms but um, child support <laughs> right? Well no it's so funny completely off topic. I don't know if you 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 ever see those Captain Obvious commercials where the dude's like, um, you know, the person's like uh, hating on somebody else's trip, and he's like, you know, I can't remember what it's it's like for Travago or something like that. I can't remember what the site is. They got a new one, and there's two women who are standing there in a in like a in a playground, and they're hate liking some uh, some single woman's trip where she's like, you know, out on a beach somewhere, and and they're like, well, how come? Yo, how come she gets to do that? And Captain, Captain Obvious shows up and goes, condoms. Nigga, I died. <laughs> I died. <laughs> and they were like, and they were like, and this, this is on TV. And I'm like, uh-huh. That is hilarious. That is absolutely hilarious. But like, yeah. you know, um, you can't like people, you know, with, with child support, people will sit there and try to dictate what Oh, the the money should go to this. It should go to this. I'm like, well, if you wanted to dictate where the money goes to, maybe you should have stayed together, right? This is just what you got to do, and 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 it always goes down to people looking at the most extreme cases of fraud or the most extreme cases of someone who used food stamps to buy 
something frivolous or there was like some kind of, you know, welfare fraud or something like that. But those instances are actually one, they're they're not that frequent. Two, the face of welfare fraud and things like that are white people, not black people. Mm-hmm. But somehow, you know, it, it, people just, I don't know. It, I, I think it's one of the things that, and it's something that's going to have to come up, and I wish we talked about it more during this election time, is we can talk all we want about what we want politicians to do and how we want politicians to behave and what they, what they should say and what they should do. You know, I get it. That's fine. At some point, we need to have a conversation about the people, though, and how we kind of allow that shit to happen. You know, I mean, like in the end of the day, it doesn't matter what a politician says if the actual individual people who vote for politicians and vote for change are going to vote because they're jealous or they want to control somebody else. Like a lot of times we go in and we um, we point to politicians in there and we say that it's we, we say it's top down. Right. We say that politicians make these policies and the politicians were just more more honest and real and didn't try to manipulate the public that this would happen. And I, I think sometimes we got to ask a question of at this point, is the public is, is, is it that way or does is it that the public themselves are just trash? Mm. Because honestly, I'm going to be honest. I think the answer is the public is just trash. You know, if politicians, if if politicians are out there to get your vote, you know, and yes, politicians lie, they manipulate, got all of that. But at some point in the age of information, we have enough information out here. The public, if they wanted to be knowledgeable, if they wanted to be better, they would do better. And they don't, you know. So you're not going to you're going to see these you're going to see a lot of things about universal health care and it's too risky and stuff like that. And it's because, you know, the biggest thing is people don't want somebody else to have the same thing they have. People like the idea of having something nobody else has. The sense of community only goes with so far. You know, people get jealous and things start falling apart because it's. I want something more than somebody else has, and I don't want to give up a little bit of what I have to make sure we're all on the same page. A lot of people don't feel that way. You know? So, I don't know. I don't know. We're getting deep off with chicken sandwiches. So, <laughs> I'm just going to say, don't, 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 don't stab people over chicken sandwiches. Don't do that. Um, what, like, wasn't there, who was, who was the movie? It was a movie with Sinbad. What was the movie with Sinbad where they were fighting over the toy? Was it Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sinbad? Oh, uh, shit. Um, I was good. It's not bad, Santa. No, I'm it, looking it up now. The thing where, where Arnold Schwarzenegger dresses up like an elf or like, is it elf? It's Jingle All the Way. That's what it is. Yeah. It's Jingle All the Way. Yo, there's a whole movie. It came out in 1996. So when people start complaining about, oh, man, I can't believe you guys are fighting over this stuff. Motherfucker, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sinbad did a fucking movie together about this. Yeah. Come on. It's just people are trash. This is what we do. We fight over. We fight over stuff in line. Like, and I'm not gonna lie. Not gonna lie. Not gonna lie. You cut in line after I've been waiting for 20 minutes. There's at least gonna be words, right? At least gonna be words. Just, just saying. Like, I was actually getting mad. Yo, and tell me if you ever experienced this. This is shit that bothers me. This shit, right? You're standing in line for waiting, waiting, waiting because it's a long line in a fast food place, right? 
and the people in front of you get to the front and instead of immediately ordering, they look at the menu trying to figure out what they want to order. Oh, yeah, that happens all the time. And it's just and I'm not going to lie. I have done it once or twice, so I won't be a hypocrite, but <laughs> I'm, I've gotten better with that. I don't do it like that. Like if I'm online for, for that long, I know what I want. It may be a debate on one specific thing, but it's not like I go there and I blank. Yeah, I get you on that one. I, I can understand, like, if you had a question like, yo, just, can I get that? Like, that's one thing. But I'm like, get to the front and they're like, well, um, is the chicken sandwich good? <laughs> Nigga, we... Like, no, you, you got to get off the line. You got to wait for, like, 10 minutes. You got to take a 10-minute penalty. You got to take a 10-minute penalty. Go wait... for that question. You wait in line. You wait in line for 20 minutes. And you see everybody up there ordering the chicken sandwiches. You see the they literally pre-made all these chicken sandwiches too, so they were all already sitting wrapped up in the bag and everything like that. That's how you know. That's how you know this is special, right? They come in their own. The chicken sandwich comes in its own bag, right? Yep. It comes in its own bag wrapped up. I'm like, hey, what the fuck? And you get up there and you got the audacity to then ask about the fucking chicken sandwich. Like, if you don't order the goddamn chicken sandwich and get the fuck out of the way. <laughs> I am. I swear to God, we're gonna fight. We're really gonna fight. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, I got another. I got a follow up. So I don't know if you heard the last show. Um, some woman died in. I think it was in. Was it in Iowa? She died from a gender reveal party. They. Um, they basically made a bomb <laughs> for a gender reveal, and she died. Um, what? Yeah. Like. What like to explode the the color of the yeah it, they yeah I, I I think the I can't remember I don't know if the one the because there's two the first one the woman died in and I don't know if she used this but the second one was just an explosion they heard basically it's coming that sells like this this uh, they sell, sell a target you can shoot that once you shoot it it explodes and reveals either blue or pink for the gender mm. of your baby um, I don't know if that's what they use for. Um, the woman, the woman died, or they made their own. I can't remember what, what they did. I think they probably tried to make. I think they they basically tried to make their own. They basically were on some. They're basically on some ISIS shit. Like if this had been if, if this hadn't been white people, this would have been investigated as a terrorist attack. All right, it was it was like some it was like some kind of dumb shit like that. Right, it was just really really fucking dumb. All right, and she got hit with shrapnel and it like instantly hit her in her head and instantly killed her. Right. Wow. Um, so I don't have a follow up particularly on that story, but just in uh, gender reveals in in general, just another dumb, dumb, dumb thing. Uh, West Tex- Texas gender reveal ends up in plane crash. A preliminary report from the National Transportation Safety Board on Thursday revealed new details about a, cr- a plane crash that happened near Turkey, Texas, which happened on September seventh. The report said that a single-engine air tractor AT-602 stalled and crashed, and NTSB reportedly uh, reported said the pilot maneuvered to a low altitude to drop 350 gallons of pink water for a gender reveal. The report said the Federal Aviation Administration inspector reported that the accident occurred during a low pass for a gender reveal celebration. He had, there, were, there were two persons on board the single-seat airplane. Wait, a single-seat airplane that had two people on board? This model of airplane is commonly used as a crop duster. The passenger suffered minor injuries and the pilot was not injured, according to the report. <sighs> Guys. So what was the water supposed to... They were going to drop pink water o- o- over the crowd? I, I'm assuming so. Yes. 
I wish I had that type of fuck you money to hire a plane to drop pink water on me to reveal the gender of my arriving child. Um, on another note, unless my last name is Wright and I'm in Kitty Hawk, I'm not setting foot in a single a single seat plane. Like, there's always something with those planes, man. I'm not. I'm Never. not flying a single seat plane. I'm not doing that. Like, like one of the ones that one of the ones you see in movies, like for crop dusting too. Like, no, for what? To for for a gender reveal? Why are we doing this? Why? Are we, like, like there's a the whole small plane. You got go one now. Have you ever been in a small plane? The smallest plane I've ever no. So the smallest plane I've ever been on. We um, I think it was twenty seventeen. We went to Aruba, um, and they rerouted our initial flight, so we had to take a small plane up to New York to then fly out of uh, LaGuardia and mm. LaGuardia, and um, that plane was as small as I ever want to get on at that point. Um, was it- the size like where your head can almost touch the top of the- yeah it was like one of those giant type joints like it was one of those like they call it like the express flights or something like that um mm-hmm. that's the smallest i've ever been on and um still too small so when i when i when i was consulting i had to take a flight i'm in new york city and i had to take a flight to syracuse upstate new york i promise you they put me on a plane the size of a van I, I was expecting I was expecting a giant or Ant-Man to put the plane in his hand, take a running start and throw the plane so that we can get in the air and it can take off. That's how small it was so small. It literally had three rows and the, the back row. It was like a vig. The back row was a three seater. It was it felt like a couch. Right. <laughs> so we all strap up or whatever. It had propellers. It had fucking propellers in, in the 21st century. No, no. We're in the air. There's a flight attendant. I can see the pilot. First of all, the flight attendant gets on the little phone to make an announcement. I'm like, fam, we all can hear you. Is this just for procedure? Because you're right next to me. I can hear everything that you're saying. Everybody can hear you. Why are you on this phone? It's actually lower when you get on the phone. I I have pictures somewhere, but I, I said, wow, never again. I would rather take Amtrak up than fly in that plane. I flew that all the jokes you hear about spirit, that mm-hmm. felt like all the the uh, an exaggerated version of all the jokes manifested in this livery plane. Yeah, nah, dog, I can't do that, yo. Nope, I can't. I can't do it. Like we did that one. Exp- I was like, I'm never doing another expression. I cannot. It's, it's, it's too much. Cause here's the thing about that is, yo, you feel everything. <laughs> everything. Everything. You'd be like, you'd be talking to the, you'd be talking to the pilot, and the, and the, and the, and the, uh, the flight attendant be like, yo, are we, are we going through heavy turbulence? I'm like, no. And you're like, why am I juggling? It's just normal, yo. Like, you start realizing how much when you're on a normal flight, how much you don't feel. I mean, right. it really is. It's, it's really the difference between. If you drive an, uh, we were, me and you, I think we we're talking about cars before this. Uh, if we were, you drive a more modern car today where you can, you don't hear anything. Like the modern cars, they are so fucking quiet 
and yeah. you, they don't you don't feel anything on the road or anything like that. Versus, let's say you you go and remember some of your first cars you ever, you ever rode in that didn't have like all the stability controls and all the other stuff in there, where you literally feel every fucking thing in the road. Like you run over a rock and you feel that shit in your spine. Like that's the difference here. Like I, yeah, it's. It's rough, man. It's rough. It's rough. I, I can't do it. I can't. No. Nope. So, and I get it. I, I see people all the time that they, they um, do like air shows and they have people, you know, and those propeller, prop planes and the propeller, the, the, the prop planes, you know, doing stunts and things like that. I'm like, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Like, you you are better than me. I, I could not. I could not. I could not do that. I, I would. I'd rather ride. Ride. You know, two up in a, in a fucking fighter jet than some of this other shit, dog. Like, no, absolutely not. But yeah, like outside of just the whole gender reveal things are stupid. Like, what are people doing? Like, why, why, why go to this? Like, I promise you, nobody cares about the gender of your baby that much. <laughs> Three hundred fifty gallons of pink water for gender reveal. Why? I I really do feel like at this point, people are also now doing it for the gram. Oh yeah. So, like, doing it for the grand will get you fucked up. It ain't. It ain't That's it ain't. about to change soon too. I saw that. You know, they they're, they're removing likes. Mm-hmm. So you're probably gonna be able to see likes, your own likes, but you won't be able to see everybody else's, like your own internal stats. Mm. But but you you're probably gonna be able to like pictures, but you won't see how many they've accumulated. At least that's what I think that. From what I read, that's how I interpreted it. But because um, you know what, they may do it like because I have a business account, so I don't know how it is for the regular accounts. Maybe for the regular accounts, they're just gonna take it away. And yeah, if same you want yeah. that, you gotta sign up for a business account. Yeah, that's the thing. I have a I, yeah. I think you remember they they just said they didn't. They were not changing it for business accounts. So I got a business account too. Um, mm-hmm. so I'm not sure. But here's the thing. Good. Like, yeah. I mean, at this point, people are trying to, because uh, at this point you have to do it because people are trying to do things literally just to get that, that, those likes. As if they mean anything, right? Because mm-hmm. they really, at the end of the day, do they do they really mean anything? You know? When you say you're an influencer, what does that actually get you? Most times. Right? right. So, I don't know. We'll, we'll see how that goes, man. I'm, I'm. I'm interested in seeing how that that goes. Um, that's also. I wonder if they're going to do the same thing because that's Instagram. So I wonder if Facebook going to do the same thing. That, that, that may be a bridge too far because you know Mark Zuckerberg don't want to do nothing to improve <laughs> Facebook. So who knows? But I can see them eventually um, experimenting. I, w- I You know what's funny? I don't expect uh, Twitter to change it. No, no. Because because the like the 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 they added bookmark and the like kind of it, it operates a little different because remember originally like was the way to save you could star it mm-hmm. but now it operates a little differently and to be completely honest you kind of need the likes to combat some of the vitriol that's on that that app oh, yeah, you kind of need it you know, Twitter you kind of need to balance the force yeah Twitter is. Oh boy, I I thankfully been so busy at work that I kind of been avoiding a lot of stuff. So, yeah, it's it's been yeah, it's been ridiculous. So right. yeah, I I just can't I can't 
Twitter is just it's a lot, man. Just it like we talked about this last. I talked about this last week with Tim, like the stuff with the Harriet stuff and how quickly that got out of hand, and then how so many people who 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 um who were involved in that didn't come back and be like, yo, my bad. Right. Right. And so it's like you can no longer it, it's dangerous because you can no longer have you can no longer talk about the legit things wrong with something because you got to deal with all the, the bullshit around it. So I don't know, man. I just leave the gender reveals alone. Uh, stop trying to do this shit for the gram. It's, it's not worth it. You're going to get fucked up. You're going to get yourself fucked up. Um, I mean, somebody died off of that. Like this is, died off a chicken sandwich and then died off of a, a gender reveal. I'm gonna say maybe you shouldn't do that. You just give that one up. Just stop. Just, <laughs> just ain't worth it. Ain't worth it to me, dog. Ain't worth it to me. Um, all right. Let's talk about some more of the, these bigger stories here. So this is one that came up. Um, and I saw this week, and I'm not shocked by what this man said because this man is not very smart. Um. But, uh, T.I. Oh, God. So he was in a, what what podcast was he on? I think it's his. Expeditiously. No, no, it was somebody else. It was on uh, Ladies Like Us. So apparently he went oh. on to a show with women. <laughs> God. God. <sighs> Let me just read this headline. All right. T.I. says he goes to the gynecologist with his daughter every year. Okay, that's good. I mean, he's taking his daughter to the gynecologist. You know, he's, you know, being a good dad, a good parent. Okay, that sounds good. To check her hymen. The rapper then added, I will say as of her 18th birthday, her hymen is still intact. I'm, what am I even supposed to say here, yo? What to say that hasn't already been said? <laughs> T.I. talked about his parenting style, among other topics. When asked about whether he has had a sex talk with his daughter, he pointed to his approach with his eldest daughter, 18-year-old uh, Deja Harris, who was in her first year of college. Not only have I had the conversation, we have yearly trips to gynecologists to check our hymen. T.I. said, yes, I go with her. He then mentioned that after her 16th birthday, he would have sticking note on the door, gyno tomorrow, 930. Uh, so we'll go sit down. The doctor comes in and talk. The doctor is maintaining a high level of professionalism, T.I. said. He's like, I, you know, sir, I have to in order to share information. I'm like, D, uh, DJ, uh, they want you to sign this so that you can share information. And then you want, you wouldn't, is there anything you would not want me to know? C-Doc, ain't no problem. So there is a huge problem there, first of all. Um, one, you know, the whole creepiness of this and not letting your daughter being able to talk openly to her doctor about her own health and stuff like that. Like, that's bullshit, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and T also noted that he was informed that hymen can be broken in other ways other than through sexual penetration. And so then they come and say, well, I just want you to know that there are other ways besides sex that the hymen can be broken, like bike activities, athletics, hook bike riding, just other form of a- athletic physical activity. He said, so I say, look, doc, she don't ride no horses. She don't ride no bikes. She don't play no sports. Just check the hymen, please, and get, get and give me back my results expeditiously. <laughs> he really said expeditiously. All right. 
So after being informed that you checking the your, your daughter's time and doesn't mean she's actually a virgin, which shouldn't actually fucking matter. Um, even after be told that that's not an accurate depiction of whether she is or is not sexually active. You just when you told her she don't ride no bike, she don't ride no horse, she don't play no sports. Just checked, well, what does she do then? She does no physical activity. Like, what are we doing? What are we? What? I'm like Ti, you rich? Why is she not riding some horses? She should be a fucking a jockey. She should right. be with the equestrians and shit and Jake and Jill and all of that, right? You but go, go full, right? Like what? What's she doing? Play a taboo all day right, in the right, 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 right. What is she running? Running guns? Oh, I'm sorry, that's She's you. Still, is that's is you. she in the? Oh, I'm sorry, that's, is you. She, that's you. She in the trap still with you? Right, right, did you right. not? Leave? What are we? What are we? What are we doing? You know what? Which? 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 What's funny? And and this goes back to this whole thing, right? Of of um being hypocritical and making things about this, like. So you're all this, this, this. I don't even know. Did Ti have any have any sons? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you have I sons. So I, are you? So are junior, you? Yes. Junior. So what are you? Show does have a son. So so what is he doing with his sons? Are you also checking your sons? Like you having the doctor pull out their dick and make you say, "Hey, you're using your dick for?" So it's like, what are you doing there? It's like, obviously he's not doing that, right? It's this idea of men wanting to once again control women, and this time they're controlling their daughters, like they try to control their their wives. Knowing that, T.I., you have been in trouble for cheating on your wife before. Mm -hmm. So what you're doing is instead of addressing your own sexual activity, you're now putting that blame and that that burden on your daughter. You're basically saying that I know how men react because I'm one of them. So instead of me talking to my son about not doing the things that I've done or even working on myself to change my behavior – you are now trying to set your daughter up by trying to control her and basically saying that she's not allowed to have sex or do any of this stuff. Or even, mm-hmm. honestly, it's to me, it's not even about the sex, right? It's about his daughter cannot have an accurate conversation about sexual activity with him or her doctor right now because of his ignorance. Right. This is actually how you get, you know, uh, people not understanding sexual health or any of this stuff because their parents want to not just control them this way, but then by controlling them, you're also now denying them the information they need. Mm -hmm. You know, how does one learn about proper sexual health? If one, they don't have an avenue to have that conversation. When you're only concerned that if she is having sex, which, by the way, let's just put it out there. She is. Right? <laughs> right? Here's the other thing, too. It's like, you know, all right, cool. So her hymen is not broken. We, Sorry. We went through this whole thing, right? There are porn stars who don't have vaginal sex. So <laughs> what does that have to do with her, her sexual activity? Yeah. Absolutely zero. Absolutely zero. So what have you actually what have you actually accomplished by doing this? Other than one, embarrassing your daughter for an entire nation and world to see. Right? Done that. Right. I, congratulations. <laughs> you, you played yourself and your daughter. All right. Um you made it so that she's completely uncomfortable to have conversations about sex and sexual health. And You've also displayed that you are completely ignorant yourself about sexual health. Right. 
Well, so I don't have any kids, right? But I have been a son <laughs> and I still am a son. Um, and uh, I, I say, I say a few things. One, I am not a gynecologist or OBGYN or whatever. I, you know, uh, so all the stuff that I've learned about the hymen in the last week, two weeks has been very informative. I know, I know nah, none of that shit. Right. But it's been very informative that that's first off and shout out to everybody who's been making the, the what's a hymen jokes on Twitter. Those well done, well done. Like those, those are excellent, excellent ways to get off memes during a ridiculous story. I, I say this, it's, it's imperative that your children have their own relationship with doctors outside of you, because similar to a therapist, there are some things that you want to talk to a doctor about that you want an independent third party listening to an expert to give you advice, to counsel you, to recommend things that will help better you physically, spiritually, emotionally, mentally, whatever. Once you remove that autonomy with those professionals, then what do you think is going to happen when some real shit happens in their life? They're not going to trust you to talk or they're going to go to somebody else to talk to. And then when you, you want to know why you don't know everything going on in their life, that's why especially when it comes to women and their doctors, they just have a lot more going on than men do where it's super important for them to, to have that relationship and to find out things. Right. Um, I've also throughout this discourse learned about uh, the whole concept of virginity itself. It, it's things that you kind of inherently know, but when people put it, put words on paper, and you're and you see the points, uh, the points uh, argued and and stated. You're like, yeah, that is true. One person's virginity is different than another person's. And you just you you stated that point before. I, that was always a running joke in grade school where they'd be like, yo, are you a virgin? Like, well, my mouth is. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and you're like, I right, that's a bullshit, but whatever. But it's true. That hybrid, I saw Planned Parenthood do a whole uh, yeah. thread on it, and that was like, holy shit! I didn't even know that. Like you, the, hymens were like urban legends to me, and and I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Even still, even still, when we talk about virginity, and we talk about sex with your with 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 your kids, yo, man, honestly, the best way to 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 protect them is to inform them information and knowledge is is the best protector you can have against a lot of things because then they can make informed decisions because if it's one thing i know growing up as a teenager teenagers whether stupid or smart are going to do whatever it is they want to do but the more information they have the better they'll know how to finesse it so yeah Talk to them about talk to them about uh sex. Talk to them about being protected. Talk about them being open about if some shit goes wrong, you gotta tell us so that we can help you sooner rather than later. You can't carry that burden on your own. Anything. You have to you have to educate your kids. You have to and education in general. 
in this country stinks, which is why we're put in certain situations with with um, kids and diseases and health and all of that. So the more education, the better. You know what I mean? Well, that's the funny thing, right? It's <clears throat> it's an odd thing that happens when it comes to education. It's when it comes to certain things, parents do the opposite of what you normally would think when it comes to teaching, right? Normally, when your kids are young, you want to give them as much information as possible so they're able to make an informed decision. However, when it comes to things like sex, like you said, parents are the opposite. It's, it's, and it's not just, again, no one just lobbed this on TI. It's a whole, you know, right. Christian right. And I don't even which was on the Christian right. There's a whole section of people who campaigned and actively campaigned to keep sex education out of currently out of schools. And it's because, well, you know, no one's going to teach my child about sex but me. But it's like half of y'all don't know about sex, right? Half of y'all don't even know about proper sexual health because, again, your parents are the same thing to you. So there's a cycle of um, there's a cycle of ignorance that gets passed along. Like you said, it's like having things like Planned Parenthood go through that stuff is very informative because it's like, again, that stuff that doesn't get taught. Right. And unless you actively take it out yourself, which thankfully with the Internet, you can do that. Right. And I don't mean just going to Pornhub and things like that, but actually figuring out these kind of things. You can get this information, but this information should be in schools. And there's a lot of information like that. Right. Financial health. Same. Another thing that isn't taught in schools like you're taught these things like, well, don't get a credit card. You know, you don't want to go out there and get a credit card. You know, and you're like, well, actually, the biggest lessons I got, I'm sure it was the same for you. Mm -hmm. Don't ruin your credit score. That, yep. It was a prevention. It was a scarcity mindset mm -hmm. as opposed to a, um, investment and the stock market mm -hmm. and and how to properly manage your money and bills and taxes, things that we don't we don't care about until we get that credit card our first week in college and max it out and say, oh, shit, you got to mm -hmm. pay that every month. That's right. crazy. Right. I ain't right. You know, it's that it's. Understanding how interest rates work, understanding how um, what the benefits are, like tax, like these are things that honestly, when you're young, you're act people have this idea that oh, you're too young to understand that stuff, but that's actually at a young age. I mean, this is what you you hear that they they kind of you know they do this stuff overseas where they're actually they over almost overload their children with information, right? And, and it also helps you have a better idea of what you want to do, right? Think about it. You go through you know, 12 grades, you go through 12 grades of, of education and you come out not really knowing a whole lot, you know, base, you know, the basics after 12 and then you're sent to possibly sent to go to college to then figure out what you want to do with the rest of your life. And the reason why there's such a disconnect between some of us are lucky. Like I was lucky and I always knew I wanted to be in the computer. So here I am. I'm still in computer. I'm still in that. I'm still in that field in which I went to school for. It's evolved. Uh, in terms of different things, so there's different things. I'm not just a programmer, but that basis, I, I carry that on there. A lot of the people I know went into school for one thing are doing something completely different. And why is that? I mean, there's obviously there's the economy, jobs went away, things like that. But a big part of it is you don't fucking know. You don't fucking know at 18 years old what the fuck you want to do when you're fucking 40 years old. You have to experience life. And if you don't get to experience that stuff, you don't have this conversation about this stuff. If it's treated like you're too young to know this stuff, you can't talk about this stuff, or the people that are trying, who are supposed to be telling you this stuff don't know themselves, and that's the biggest thing that comes with this, right? You got to look at it this way. Somebody like T.I., who 
is probably one of those people that I would see not sign the permission slip for his, his daughters, particularly his daughters, to uh, participate in a sex education class at school. Because they weren't even a class, right? You know, they had sex... When I was growing up, the sex, the sex education class, it wasn't even a class. It was like a... It was like, a, a, a two-hour day where they show you some videos and it was very awkward as a gym teacher and some other men. Because they separate out from men and women, men, uh, the, the boys and the girls. Separate out. You have the, the, the female teachers over there with the, the girls and you have the male teacher over there with the boys. And it's it was not very helpful, right? It, it gives you a little bit of information, more than you probably would get any other time. But, like, they don't even get that now, right? So T.I. probably wouldn't even give us sign the permission slip for his, his daughter to even go to that, right? Mm-hmm. And here he is, already showing how ignorant he is about the hymen and virginity. That's a that's the person who's going to be teaching his daughters and his children about sexual health and sexual awareness. Now multiply that times millions, because there's a bunch of people that do that, right? I'll be honest here, parents probably not the best people for this. I won't be honest, probably not, because yeah. most times. They don't know themselves. And because it's not their job, what happens a lot of times is parents are uncomfortable talking about it themselves. And so that's why the talk doesn't happen or doesn't help into the level that they want to because they're not prepared themselves. Honestly, there should be classes for, a, for, for parents to be able to have these conversations because you need to know self yourself to make sure you're not telling your kids something wrong. Right. Or, or if you to get a refresher, right? Because I just, yeah, I just finished doing a defensive driving course because I switched my insurance and trying to get that discount. Mm-hmm. And every time I t- I take one, I get refreshed. There's certain things because you learn bad habits driving on the road in real life, and and for for a variety of reasons. And when you take those classes. Yo, you remember the actual rules on the road? And you're like, oh, damn, that's crazy. So you mean you're supposed to slow down when it's yellow? Wow. <laughs> I thought you were just supposed to drive through before it gets red. Like little things like that. Or even something as as intuitive but not as obvious like the amount of space you're actually supposed to leave between you and a car. <laughs> driving. Like where you'd be like, I'm not, ta-, you'll say, I'm not really tailgating. I'm not tailgating because you think tailgating is being right on the ass mm-hmm. of the car. But what we normally do, I don't even think when we're stopping at a light, we're supposed to be that close together. No, no, absolutely not. No, no. We're supposed to be distanced. Like it's little things like that where even if you know, it's good to be refreshed. Yo, it's funny you mentioned that, right? Because I, I I got my uh, motorcycle license back in May, right? Mm-hmm. And so I've been right. And I'm not gonna lie, yo. You know, you everybody, you know, bemoans taking the safety courses and things like that. But I'm gonna be honest, man. I'm so glad I did because, again, it's like you said. It's like it gives you some refreshers because while well, it's a motorcycle, on a motorcycle you have to be more aware of things than you normally are in a car. And it's made me more aware now when I drive, thinking about certain things. Right? It's just like seeing around blind cur- curves and being able to see. You know, and I usually I, and most of the stuff I already kind of did to begin with i just didn't i did it naturally i didn't know that this is actually things they teach it's like you know making sure you're looking two or three cars ahead right so you can see yeah. the brake lights coming and you know that you need to slow off the gas or put your brakes on and right being not, not being so close to the car in front of you that you can't see 
you know, ahead of what's there, what they're seeing. So if they run over something on the road or they swerve, you're not going to hit it yourself. It's like, it's little things like that as you start looking at it and you're like, oh, wow, I didn't even think about that. But you're right. It's like, I've had this conversation about other things too. It's like, as adults, we stop learning. Mm-hmm. We stop learning. You went to school, you, you get out, you get out of elementary school, you go to middle school, high school, you potentially go to college. And after that, for the most part, you stop learning. Like I've been lucky enough that um, I'm again in a computer field. So w- if you're in computers, you, and I just say that as a broad field, because I always hate when people say, "Oh, you're in computers." Like, in what aspect of computers? It's like there's right. It's like you're talking about programming, architecture, engineering. Like, what are we actually talking about? Like, whatever, right? So I'm just gonna use computers, right? Because that makes more people more sense. It's like being in in, in a field in an engineering and IT field, you. You constantly have to take certifications and re-educate yourself. Like, I'm going through now trying to study for this AWS Solution Architect exam, right? Been using AWS stuff for a while now, trying to get the official certification for my job so I can get the money. You know, I'm, you know, I'm going having to, you know, actually sit through lectures and take notes and study and repeat and take exams and things like that. So it's like, I'm still kind of used to this idea of constantly having to learn, but if you're not in a field like that, it's like, you don't, when do you actually go to learn something new? Right. You know, and think about it. A lot of people, especially these days with like Twitter and Facebook, you get busy. Like I've been busy. I'm not on Twitter and Facebook. Like you, I've learned a lot of stuff. Thanks to social media, right? Bad things too, but you can learn a lot of good things in social media. But if you are, um, if you're off of there, where do you learn? Where do you learn about this stuff? Where do you learn about, you know, uh, gender as a social contract? When, where do you learn about uh, using proper pronouns for, 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 for different people? Like, where do you learn about these kind of things? Right. And you don't, right? And so you get somebody ignorant like T.I. who, honestly, again, T.I. says this stuff. I'm not surprised when you think about the era in which T.I. came up in. Absolutely believe this. And again, this, is this idea of how men treat their daughter differently than they treat their, their son because of what they did themselves, right? Yep. It's like, you know, T.L. do all this stuff to present, you know, and he'll probably say, oh, well, because, you know, men rape and do all this other stuff. So when are you having that conversation with your son? When do you have the conversation about your son about no means no? You know, or do you not have that conversation, which probably is the answer. So, um, but yeah, I saw this, I just, I, you know, rightfully so he got dragged and stuff like that, but I think it represents, I mean, it's easy. Celebrities make easy targets because they say things out loud in public and so many people hear it, but there are plenty of TIs out there. Some of you all know them. Some of them are in your family. You know, they have these really outdated ideas of how we handle certain things and they're dangerous. Some of you will hold them yourself. I've held, I've held some, some not these particular ideas, but other ones ourselves. Where you have to, you have to actively work to unlearn the bad things you learned. It's work. It acts. It absolutely takes work. So, um, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just okay. All right, Ti. All right. <laughs> Uh, and, and other Whose Man Is This awards, you know, Michael Bloomberg is trying to 
run for president, yo. What's what's going on with your man, yo? El, El Blumbito. <laughs> <laughs> he was yo. wasn't he the one that had the 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 fake uh, translator? Or was yeah, he... the Twitter account that that would tra- translate oh, because he God. he admirably would would con- would translate what he was saying into Spanish. Oh, but that's he right. Spanish with an American accent. Oh. It was it was syntactically right, but it's like damn, you don't even try to put an accent on it. He was just like you know, yo soy Michael Bloomberg. And it's like bro, can we get a little ethnic? But you know, it, that's where the El Bumbido thing came from. But yeah, man, once again, it's it's that it's the, the that fuck you money mentality where. He had a Thanos moment watching Trump, and he was fed up. He's just like, "I'll just do it myself." (laughs) I just—he really did, yo. Just, but here's the thing that gets me about Bloomberg, right? He does this every election year. Yeah, every election year, Bloomberg talks about he's going to run for president. He's going to do this, and every year, everybody screams at him, "No, motherfucker, nobody wants you to be president." Mm -hmm. You know, his whole idea now is he's going to skip the first primaries and focus on the. Super Tuesday stuff in March. And I'm like, by that point, the election is over with, dude. Right. The election's over with by that point. Like, you're done. You know, we need to have a bigger conversation. Like, first of all, ain't no black people like signing up to, to help you, dude. So, if I don't want to hear anything, anything about people winning the 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 uh, Democratic primary and and they they're polling zero percent with black people. I'm looking at you, Pete. You got zero percent of the black vote. You're, no, absolutely not. You're not. Sit down somewhere. I mean, at least, uh, I mean, Warren's struggling with black voters too, but at least she got uh, that group of black activists, uh, black female uh, activists to to support him and, and, and uh, support her and uh, announce their endorsement of her. At least she has that. Like, Pete, what do you have? You have nothing. And, and Bloomberg? What are you doing, sir? What are you, whose man is this? I, I just... I don't. I I want to have that kind of money, right? I really do. Um, so let me see. This is, and I do think he. Um, I don't think Michael Bloomberg is a bad person. I don't think he should be president. Oh, like yeah. that man got a home, a whole home in Bermuda. Probably could buy Bermuda if he wanted to, or a piece of it. Like. I, I don't know why he troubles himself to be to be completely fair. I don't know why he troubles himself. I mean, if he really wants to be a public servant, all right, he could probably back somebody who embodies enough of what he's about to, to push them through financially. That's what I would do. I, cause, cause what's going to happen is he's going to lose the primary say, I'm going to go in as an independent split the vote again and guarantee that Trump gets reelected. I can see it happening unless Democrats hit him like, yo, you got to chill and, and see what, see what happens. But I, I, I don't know, man. I, I don't think our, our answers are another billion or at least a real billionaire. You feel me? So, um, I, I don't know. It's don't just, know. it's, it, it, it's, it's, there's a certain level of arrogance that always comes when you're running for president to begin with, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we just know that. Is another level of ignorance when you say you're going to miss, you're you're going to sit outside of the Democrats, uh, the debates we've already had, then come in 
and somehow you're gonna like I'm 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 reading all these different things. Like apparently, let me see. Apparently, Judge Judy was on with Bill Maher. Uh, Judge Judy uh, Shindlin said, "I made the case for uh, Michael Bloomberg for president Friday night during a debut appearance on the uh, Real Time with Bill Maher, arguing the billionaire former mayor in New York City who has filed to run in Alabama's Democratic primary is the only candidate who can bring civility back to the country." Are you fucking out of your mind? We have a fractured American family. Uh, Judy said, uh, adding, she believes that while there are people like Maher who despise President Trump, there are others who adore the president. She went on to blast lawmakers on Capitol Hill for the lack of legis- legislating. You mean like the Republicans who haven't legislated anything because they've been too busy defending Trump? The parties have become so angry with the other that nothing is happening. Um, The American public is paying for a very consistent and executive and judicial branch of the government and Congress. We're not getting anything done. All right. Well, Republicans own the executive branch. They own the judicial branch. And they own half of the Congress. So the reason why things are not getting done is because of Republicans. Not because both parties are so angry at each other, right? It's this whole thing of people skewing what actually is a fucking problem here. like. And right. also, let's not forget that the Republicans actually owned all the, the forms of the government. They owned the legislative branch. They owned the judicial branch. They owned uh, the executive branch. And they got nothing done then either. What was the excuse then? Both parties being angry at each other? It's like, Democrats aren't keeping anything being done. Democrats can't stop anything happening in the Senate. Right. You know, Mitch McConnell hasn't picked up anything that the, the Democrats and the, and the House have actually passed a lot of stuff. Mitch McConnell has refused to take any of it or even have arguments about that stuff. Right. You know, so what are you talking about? And then I don't understand how a man who is worth fifty seven billion dollars is going to unite the country. I heard that somebody said this on the on on on, on a cable news morning show the other day and they said. Michael Bloomberg is the only one. Michael Bloomberg is running because he feels like he can speak to middle America. Mm. How? You have billions of dollars. What do you have in common with the average American? You don't live. Like I'm tired of billionaires acting like they live in an average life. Right. Motherfucker, you're a billionaire. There's something average about you. Not a goddamn everything about you. You're a billionaire. You know? Right. I mean, you could be taxed to high heaven and you would still be a billionaire. Like, you were taxed at a rate that took away 50 million, 50 billion of your dollars, you would still be a billionaire. That's how much money you have. You are not speaking to anyone. And I don't understand where, like, I just don't understand. I don't understand where you think that's going to, how Michael Bloomberg, Bloomberg's going to fix any of that stuff. Where, where does that come in? Then? Like, who who does he poll with? Who Who is out there clamoring for, you know what, Michael Bloomberg is the guy for us? Who? I don't, I don't, I don't see it. I don't see it. I don't, I don't, I don't where are we? Where, where do we? Don't, don't get it. Don't get it. <laughs> Don't, don't, I don't see it. You know, it just doesn't doesn't make any sense. You know, I. I okay, um, you. Know, I think uh, a lot of times they bank on likability, like they'll like me more, so I'll be able to appeal to them. But once you institute some type of policy that prices them out of their homes, 
then they're going to look at you like, yo, you a billionaire. How are you, you think, you think you and your rich friends are going to rule the world? No, that's not what's going to happen. I just think you, you just got to have plans, man. You got to have plans and a way to implement it because at the end of the day, I, I still wonder why people aspire to be the leader of a country. It's the worst job in the world. It, it, it has to be. It has to be because half of the country is going to hate you for one reason or another and hate you for the rest of your existence off rip because you are a president that they didn't agree with. Whether they respect you or not, you, they may or may not like you. Then your supporters are going to have an issue with you because you, you will eventually do something against people who support you. So probably the, the majority of people may not like you by the time your term is done. You age, you have all of this responsibility. Then, as I've always said, there's probably things about the presidency that the most morally superior person uh, who, 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 would, who thinks they would choose the quote-unquote right path every time there's probably a lot of things we don't know that <laughs> those options aren't available. And yeah, you do got to get in bed with the wrong people. And yeah, you have to make a, a morally um, compromising choice in order for the quote unquote greater good. There's probably so much that we don't know that once you get in and you find out, you're like, shit, <laughs> I can't do what I wanted because there might create it might create stability in a part of the world that will cascade to eventually come back and hurt the country. So that aspiration already for me is, you know, God bless the people who want to do that. But I don't know. There's probably a lot better things you could do with your life where you won't have to suffer as much grief for for a thankless job like a president or a prime minister or anything like that. But you know what the funny thing about that is, though? That's leadership in general. Like I always, mm. I, I always side eye people who rush to say they want to be the leader, because I feel like a lot of people don't fully weigh what that means. Like I'm in my first management position right now at work. I am a tech lead for a small project. I got like nine to eleven people that work for me, yo. And you know, every now and then, I'm dealing with one right now. I'm dealing with two personalities on the team. They go back and forth with each other. They're actually more similar to each other than they think. But, you know, you hold that mirror up. They see that they basically see a mirror of themselves with the other person and it's causing conflict and having to deal with that. I'm like, yo, that fucking drives me. I got to handle that. I got to handle that in a way that, you know, lives with the values of the company and still tries to, to diffuse that situation while also getting all my work done. Right. I have to make certain decisions and certain calls and everybody wants to make those decisions, but it's like. There's also then making the decision, but there's also the consequences of the decisions, right? There's the there's all the stuff that you don't like. You know, it's like I always hear people all the time saying they hate how much they hate fucking meetings. It's like then you don't want to be a fucking leader because you're in nothing but meetings. Like I spend, I'm happy when I only have three meetings in a day, you know, and I don't get pulled into a fourth. I literally walked in last Friday and made a I made a joke with my PM. I made, I've been joking about PM about it all week. I walked in last Friday, came in late, I came in like nine o'clock in the morning. As soon as I walk in. I'm walking in as I hear her say my name because she wanted me to hop on this call that got put in like literally like five minutes before I showed up and she needed me to hop on this call. And so I had to hop on a call and I do all this stuff and it's fine. But I'm like, 
these are things you got to deal with. You got to make, then you also got to make decisions that people, like you said, just like with president, you got to make decisions that other people might not like, but you got to make that call. Like it's, it's, it can be a thankless job because everybody wants to do it or thinks they want to do it until they're given that pass that power. And then you have to, you have to weigh all the options. You have to weigh all these things to do. It's like, and some people, you know, you can step up to it. Some people, they're not for it. But I'm with you. Going back to the president side of it, I side eye people who seem like they're running and they don't have the backing to do. Like, for instance, I look at Pete. Pete Buttigieg or whatever. I refuse to remember his fucking name. He's going to be out of the race. He's pulling at 0% with black people. People are talking about, like, he might win Iowa. And that's going to change. No, it's not. I think Ted Cruz won Iowa. Mm. Ted Cruz got blown out of the fucking Republican primary. Iowa doesn't mean shit. Iowa should never admit shit because Iowa, nobody gives a fuck about Iowa outside of the primaries. Iowa doesn't fucking matter. New Hampshire doesn't fucking matter. You know what really matters? Fucking South Carolina. With that huge group of black people down in South Carolina, that's when you really fucking know who's going to win the Democratic primary. Because you win South Carolina, you're probably going to win the fucking Democratic primary. Why? Because that means you probably got a bunch of black people voting for you. That's the real test there. That's what really fucking matters. And when I see people going on and on about how they're going to do that, they're going to be and you you're pulling at zero percent or close to it with black people, and you got no no, you're not even trying to like you're not being serious, you're not being real, you're not trying to be a leader. So here, what you're doing is this for you're doing it for attention, right? And I'm not here for people that are doing it for attention. At least the least the the front runners, whether you like them or not. They have a backing. They have enough people there to show that you should be there. Look, I don't have a problem with Kamala Harris. She ain't going to win, folks. She's constantly pulling at, like, single digits. Yeah. I don't see that happening. Anybody who's in single digits at this point, it's not going to happen. We're basically destined to get somebody who's 70 years old and white. It's going to be either Warren, Sanders, or Biden. 70 years old and white is what we're going with. I don't have a whole other issue with that. And I'll go on my ages rant later on before we end the podcast. But like, that's just what it is. So, you know, I I don't get it. And then when you see, when I see somebody like Bloomberg coming here, talking this dumb shit, like motherfucker, you know, you're not going to win. I saw somebody try to sit there and go, oh, well, you guys said the same thing about Trump. I was like, the different thing between Trump is hate him or like him. Yo, he went through the Republican process. Yeah. He went to those debates. He went to those early debates. He eventually got to the point where he could skip them because he had enough. He had a, he was pulling high enough to start skipping them. He also had the name recognition. He'd been kind of setting it up for a while. Nobody on the Democratic side takes Michael Bloomberg fucking serious. Nobody. Not to mention, he hasn't he been like a Republican before, an independent before. He's been like independent. Yeah, he's, he, when he was mayor, he was an independent. Yeah, yeah. So, so you already, you not even claiming a set. Right. You, you literally your own gang. So how can I trust you Fuck if you're not going to go through the process? Fuck out of here, dog. Fuck out of here. Talking with some, I signed up for the Alabama primary. Get the, okay, fine. You signed up for the Alabama primary. Here's the other thing about the Alabama primary that nobody's also mentioned about this. Like, oh, yeah, Michael Bloomberg. He signed up for the Alabama, to get on the ballot for the Alabama primary. Um, where's Alabama? It's in the South. 
It's a Democratic primary, which means the majority of those Democratic voters, guess where they're going to be? They're going to be black. So I don't want to read New York Times articles from Brett Stevens or see uh, Judge Judy or all these other white people talking about somehow refreshing it would be for Michael Bloomberg. I want to see what are black people saying about Michael Bloomberg running in fucking the race. I'm going to tell you what they're going to say. Fuck out of here. If you're not, this again, if you're not winning the, if you're, you're not winning the Democratic nomination without black people, ask Bernie Sanders, ask Hillary Clinton in 2008. You're not winning it. You don't have black people. You don't get the nomination. Period. Ain't nothing else to discuss on that one. I don't know why we're having this conversation. And then what about uh, running in, in California? Um, fine. Black and Latino votes. And El Bloombiti or whatever the fuck his name was, his fucking Twitter name was, ain't gonna, ain't gonna fucking happen. He ain't, winning the, he ain't winning those people either. So you don't have, you don't have the minority vote in the Democratic nomination. You do not win. Period. Right. Any, everybody else, you're wasting fucking time. Get the fuck out of here. Um, uh, Elizabeth Warren has some people worried, uh, other billionaires worried too. So Bill Gates is worried about having to live on only $7 billion. Um, it was a Dodge that lost a thousand million. Bill Gates, the second wealthiest man in the world with an estimated net worth of $107 billion, declined to say on Wednesday whether he'd vote for Elizabeth Warren for president given her proposal to tax a billionaires at a rate of 6%. After a glib comment that he had to do a little math, about what his net worth would be uh, post world uh, post in a world post Warren, the under forty five crowd had a few choice words for the seventy four year old Microsoft co founder. Um, like again, you take away a hundred hundred billion of your dollars, Bill Gates, you still have six billion dollars. Yeah, there's this thing where um, billionaires are doing this thing where they're saying that well, if you think we're, we're philanthropists, we give away money. Stop that bullshit. All right. I think Bill Gates is Bill Gates and Melinda Gates. They obviously do do great philanthropy. They do. Right. I'm not gonna take away from that work. But here's the thing, guys. Philanthropy is just another way for one <clears throat> shielding your money for taxes, uh, and two, you you then are the distributor of what those funds are. You get to pick and choose who is worthy of who gets your money, versus if instead of having all that money, you invested it back, I don't know, maybe back into the company you had at one point and gave, you know, even like, yeah, sure, your, your software developer probably made a lot of money, but what about the janitors? What about the people that are making minimum wage? Or you put that money into, you know, again, being taxed at a higher rate so that things, uh, social services and things like that for lower income communities can be distributed out that way. Why is there a problem with that? Why do you see that as being more of a problem for you while you're still going to be filthy fucking rich? Why is that more of a problem? And it's because, well, you know, you can no longer distribute the money. Yeah. Not to mention you can no longer stunt and say that you're the richest person in the world or the top two riches. Right. Once you have to do all of that. But, um, you know, it's it's funny when we talk about billionaires and stuff. I saw 
a debate going on on whether or not we think people should be billionaires. Mm-hmm. Right. And I up front, I'm kind of conflicted on that because I do agree that once you're getting into the triple digit billions, yeah, that's probably a lot of money for you to have. That's excess. Because what are you really going to do with it at the end of the day, other than ensure that three generations down the line, you're, you're straight and probably even more. Uh, there's another side of me and it's probably being raised in a capitalist society and, and being uh, inundated with American values, quote unquote, TM and all of that that says, well, if I come up with a great idea or a great product and it's super successful to the point where I'm making billions, why should I be penalized for that? Um, there's another side that you know that once you're hitting that type of money, someone is paying for it. Like someone's being affected negatively, whether it's your employees with wage, whether it's, you you know, whether your, your stuff is being made in sweatshops, whether somebody's being subjugated, like some, somewhere there, there is a negative effect. So I I think about all those things. And and I, I think where I fall on it is pay, pay what you owe. Pay what you owe. If, if none of us, and I think, and, and, and you know what's funny, yo, on, on, on a whole other note, nobody fucking likes taxes. Right. I don't care what your affiliation is. I hate them shits. I hate taxes. I hate them. I don't, I, don't, I think I, we could do a whole podcast on it, right? But it's, it's to function in society, blah, 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 blah. We need them. So if they're, if, if, you're a company, yo, pay your taxes, pay pay what you owe, and then I, I'm not all I'm not all against you having incentive to put the money back in the economy, but I do think you have to give what you owe in terms of taxes. While yo, you're successful, you're a billionaire, you've accumulated all this wealth, congrats to you. But but if it, aside from you using loopholes and tax loopholes and financial um financial trickery and finesse to to hold on and secure your money these taxes are a way that you guarantee to give what you owe and have your money flow back into the country that you live in so that people that aren't as fortunate as you can be propped up and and can benefit and those whatever you call it, not unalienable rights, but like those human basic rights can be secured for those who, who don't have the means you do. Yeah. I mean, there's a couple of things, right? I, I think what you said about like, you know, it probably comes down to the fact that we, we live in this capitalist society and why we feel that way. It, that's exactly what it is, right? It comes down to how we've been taught. Everybody's been taught that you work hard. You, you, you'll, you'll one day you might to be a CEO of a multi-billion dollar company, right? It's a lie that everybody told and it doesn't happen. Right. Um, <laughs> and I think what I think what the the, the the disconnect comes down to, it also comes down to again goes back to education stuff. It it goes down to the way that we again have talked about and been to- told about taxes because we don't teach taxes at a young age. No one really knows what they are. 
So people, right. say, you know, everybody hates taxes because you see, you see your taxes being taken out of your paycheck. So you're like, oh, I make X amount of money. And then you see your paycheck. You're like, where the fuck did all that money go to? Right. And I think that's where the problem comes in. And nobody really kind of has an idea where their tax dollars are going to. And don't, they don't have an understanding. Right. We it becomes muddled. But when you start going like, well, your taxes pay for your roads. They pay for all these other things that you get for free, um, yep. which also should then be why some of the money we should be looking more closely at the budgets and what, you know, some of our taxes go for, you know, for the military, reinvest that back into schools, reinvest that back into infrastructure, right? Like, I feel like, you know, our infrastructure in this country is too fucked up to not have um, uh, our infrastructure and in, 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 is, is too fucked up to not have uh, our taxes paying for all that stuff. It should be. We should have high speed rail in here. We. I was seeing something somewhere else though. Somebody was like, "Yo, like here in D.C. and uh, there's I, I know they're doing the same thing in uh in, um in New York actually a little bit bigger uh where they're combating um fair 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 jumpers right and um, and and all that stuff. Good question. If it's public transportation, why is it not free? Why is it not free? Like our money goes to you raise our taxes all the time to pay for you know the infrastructure for putting those things out there. Why is it not free? Out here, what they do is they um it's particularly Virginia. Virginia has express lanes or easy pass express lanes. They are ridiculously expensive times during traffic, right? So in order to try to get somewhere and shave off 10 minutes, 15 minutes of your drive, you're having to pay sometimes $20 in tolls to go six miles. Oh, hell no. Why are we doing any of that stuff? That's where, like, so what, what and this is why I try to, because I, I don't live in Virginia, so I, I can't vote for this stuff. I tell Virginians all the time, it's like, you guys are letting them tax you. They're, you're letting them double tax you. Because tolls are taxes. Let's be honest here. Mm-hmm. A toll is a tax. And... You've already paid your taxes for infrastructure. You're paying your federal taxes all the time. You're paying your state taxes. All that money should be going to pay for this. What you've allowed the states to do is to double tax you now by letting you do the tolls, right? So I think part of the problem comes into, and, it, and it's billionaires and millionaires and people who have the money who are behind all this stuff. And so I think that's one of the reasons why the 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 idea behind billionaire is, is is there's so much um hatred towards billionaires it's like you guys have all this money you didn't get here by you didn't get here by helping out the little guy right there's that one um ceo i can't remember where it is he's the one that i can't remember what company it is but he's always in the news he's the one that taking a pay cut and he's made the base pay for all his employees seventy thousand dollars He's probably, yeah, but if that dude somehow became a billionaire, people probably wouldn't say anything because he's actually taking care of the people that work with him. He's taking pay cuts. He's done all this stuff. What you normally see from billionaires is they hoard their money, hoard their money. The people down the further down the chain don't get paid as much as they should. And there's this idea that the billionaire is the one that came up with this great idea to do all the work. It's like, mm, at the later times of the year, in later times of having been the CEO of, of of Microsoft, it was probably other people who were doing the big work at Microsoft, not Bill Gates. Right. They weren't getting the billions. He was. So 
I, I think it's it's just it's this weird thing of and again it goes back to billionaires are, are, are don't want to pay they don't want to pay their taxes so they're actively feeding money back into politicians and into lobbies and programs that keep people down right billionaires are the ones that make it so that we don't have you know at least a 15 uh, a 15 dollar minimum wage right you know and i think that's where it comes in now like this billionaires look at themselves as well we are philanthropists we give money and we do we do x y and z cool but you you're the ones you want to say where that money goes you don't want to pay a more fair share of tax again let's say it was a six percent increase in taxes on billionaires what's going to happen to bill gates he still he stays a billionaire he pays a little bit more yes but I haven't seen any math anywhere that shows me maybe there's somebody who's like at like literally at like one billion dollars. But I haven't seen any math from one of these big multi-billionaires like Jeff Bezos or Bill Gates or Michael Bloomberg, where you can show me that any of the taxes, any of the proposals that have been put out about raising taxes on 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 the top one percent. That's what we're talking about here. We're talking about the top one percent. All right. Raising taxes on them means that they don't stay filthy rich. Again, like somebody said, you can tax Bill Gates at a rate that takes away $100 billion of his dollars. He still has $7 billion left over. I just, you're, why are we even, you can't, you, there is no good argument against that, right? Mm-hmm. You're still a billionaire. You're still 50 rich. You'll still be able to do all the things you do because when you get to a billion dollars, you're now hoarding money. There's no way you your philanthropy and all the other stuff, you know, because, again, remember, people people sit there. Well, we give away this much money. We do philanthropy. Yeah. Taxes. You're now using that to avoid paying taxes. Right. Like, because, again, you know, a lot of people, again, we could do a whole thing on taxes. Right. People don't. A lot of people go to the, you know, when, when April 15 comes around, April, April next year comes, they'll go and have some else to do their taxes. They'll quickly do it in turbo tax. They don't really read on what's going on. I'm gonna get a hit, hit on taxes next year because I I I, I haven't my house isn't done. That's why I was hoping they would get it done this year so I could get the tax break on that. Tax break for me isn't gonna come until after I, I close next year, so I'll be kind of paying out the ass next year in taxes. But like once it but the house comes comes in, and I got the house, guys. House is a tax shelter. Yeah, I'm getting I'm getting I'm 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 getting I'm I'm getting uh money back or I'm at least getting um tax cuts on you know uh the mortgage insurance i'm paying uh i'm getting because i'm running my business i'm going to use uh part of uh one of those rooms as a as as my office i'm gonna get a big tax break cut off of that like that's what it is so billionaires are doing the same thing there's a there's a thing where you can you can you can write off um money you've given to charity that's why they do it. They don't do it out of the goodness of their fucking heart. If they did, they give away more. They give away almost all their fucking money that way. But they don't. Why? Because it's a tax shelter. This is not about goodness of your heart. So I don't know. It's just and seeing them complain about it is just so surreal. I'm like, you, you guys are dumb. You guys are making it worse, worse for yourself. Yeah. One, you're giving right. like honestly the best. The best uh, endorsements for Elizabeth Warren have been all the billionaires getting mad at her. <laughs> like, you can't beat that. 
dog. You're not you're not gonna you're not gonna you're not gonna top that. Like you're okay. Sure. Sure. You know, you want you you think you know more, you like what is what is that argument? Oh well, um, you know, don't vote for Elizabeth Warren because she wants to take away my hard-earned billions of dollars that I don't let you see any of. <laughs> yep. Sure, guys. It's. I'm sure that's going to work out wonderfully. Um, all right. I got two last things to talk about. Uh, we do not have this week a government's white, white privilege. I no do. Law. Yeah, I decided not to do that. But I do have a, if I can find the music for it, I do have a Do You Even Sci-Fi Bro? Two, actually. Hmm. So I got two do you even sci-fi bros uh, this week. Um, one actually doesn't even involve actually both of them. Neither one of them involve robots. How about that? Wait, are you serious? So did you did you not see? I did. I know what you're talking oh, about. You go, black, go, 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 go in and bring it up. Go in and bring it up. Tell me what we're talking the, about. The, the, uh, the robot dogs from Black Mirror. They actually made them. They're playing soccer. They're doing backflips. Yeah, I wasn't going to bring it up. I was, I, was, I was going to ignore it and not bring it up because I was like, absolutely not. But yes, yes. But I mean, we've seen it before. Like, it's not anything. Unfortunately, it's not anything new. But, um, you know, j- just be kind to your laptop. Be kind to your phone. Be kind to any electronics you have because it, it's coming. Like, Terminator Dark Fate just came out last week. And it's like we've learned absolutely fucking nothing. Like, nothing. Like, I know I know people are going, come on, guys. This is not really going to happen. This is a movie. I'm like, okay, sure, sure. I just... Seems like a dumb thing to do to me. Seems machine like machine learning. I oh mean, shit! All that, yeah. Again, I'm going to study for my AWS test. I'm just saying, guys. Like it's it's more real than you guys think. Like you're saying this stuff. The government. I'm just saying it's create a pocket EMP. <laughs> just carry around with you all the time. You never know. You know, if you stay ready, you ain't got to be ready. I'm just saying. You, right. uh, you just. I'm just throwing it out there for you. You should know. You, you should know. Um, yeah. So, um, but no. So uh, the ones I had uh, this week, uh, one I guess could be. You know what? Let me do the other one first because I guess it does kind of relate to what we were just talking about, even though it technically isn't robots. Mm. Um, let me pull this in. It was a story I was supposed to bring up last week, and I just come kind of forgot. Uh, actually, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, U.S. military will no longer use floppy disks to coordinate nuclear launches. They were still using them? Wait. wait. I haven't seen a, fl- a floppy in the wild. And, and, and we're talking floppy disk. Not, not the 3.5 millimeter. The floppy disk. Oh! Floppy, no, nigga, floppy disk, not yes, floppy, not the three point five one, no, like the huge, the one? eight inch floppy disk. Oh no, <laughs> nigga, there's somebody out here listening to podcast right now, going, what are these niggas talking about? Like, go put in, go look up eight inch floppy disk to to oh, see what this is. As we I all know, yeah. I've seen an eight inch floppy disk nigga, in my life. How do you? I don't. I've never seen a drive to read one in recent like. What? 
As we alarmingly learned in 2014, the U.S. military has been using 8-inch floppy disks and an antiquated 70s computer to re receive nuclear launch order from the president. Now the U.S. Strategic Command has announced that it has replaced the drives with a highly secure solid-state digital uh, storage solution. Uh, Lieutenant Colonel uh, Jason Rossi told uh, C4ISRnet.com. The storage is used in an ancient system called the Strategic Automated Command and Control System, or, S or SACS. It's used by the U.S. nuclear forces to send emer emergency action messages from command centers to field forces and is unhackable and is an unhackable hackable precisely because it was created long before the internet existed. You can't <laughs> hack something that doesn't have an IP address in system. Honestly, you know what? Now to think about it, not, not wrong. Not wrong. I mean, like, we laugh about them using floppy disks, but at the same time, I mean, you can hack a floppy. You can you can hack that system, but you ain't doing it over. You got to be there. Like you got to yeah. break into the facility. Um, you know, it's a very uh, unique system. Uh, it is old and very good. Uh, the Defense Department plans to replace the old IBM Series One SACS computers and update its digital storage solutions, port expansion, process of portable terminals and and, digital, and desktop terminals by the end of fiscal year two thousand six uh, seven, uh, seventeen. It said in twenty sixteen. So that was 2016. It's 2019. They're just now getting around to this. Which again, I, I, I for all the for all the the jokes about this, and as somebody who's kind of worked as a contractor with uh, some some you know organizations with the military and defense industry, I can say this has been their thing. They have been slow. Uh, I did see the Defense Department. And I know it's going to be challenged. Um, Microsoft won the cloud wars against Amazon uh, to get the the, the defense contract. I think, I think it was the Jedi contract. It's like we're, it's like worth billions of fucking dollars, right? Everybody thought Amazon was going to win it. Um, uh, Microsoft ended up winning it. It's going to be challenged because President Trump is, is a fucking dickhead and got involved in that. So um, Amazon might be might be looking to challenge that contract. But the the you know the industry is trying to move into being more using more of this technology. But you know again. They're very hesitant about digital stuff and being online and cloud stuff because it's like anybody can get to it and how do we secure it? And when it comes to something like this, you can say, say, yeah, it's sloppy disk, but like you said, it's not on the internet. You can't hack it, and you don't want you don't want your nuclear codes being hacked. So, I mean, I I was I was waiting for the functional reason why they had the Twilight Zone era computers, but. I I I get that, and and that also, if I'm a country that hears that, I'm like, damn! All that time we were popping shit, it would have took them years to get that to get those codes in. We could have got them before they got us. But um, yeah, I'm 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 I feel a little more. I feel more and less secure right. that they've updated now, which is hilarious. But yeah, it, it, something bound was bound to go wrong. With that, you don't get somebody well, who yeah. does isn't really versed in it. Break the disc or something. Yeah, whatever. I'm just, I'm just saying floppy disk, yo. That I just, ooh, man, that's ancient. That's some ancient. And there's a, uh, again, there's a, there's a reason why there's a lot of ancient shit around the government, yo. It's you all would be surprised about how outdated some of the shit is. It's can be scary. Yep. I'll just leave it there. Um. All right, the second story I have is more biological. Um, one million cannibal ants trapped in Soviet nuclear bunker have escaped. You said cannibal ants? Yes. 
A colony of up to one million cannibal ants trapped in a nuclear bunker for years have escaped, scientists in Poland have said. The ants, which had no food source other than their dead nestmates, were found uh, were first discovered in 2014, were found to be solely made up of worker ants, meaning they could not reproduce. How the numbers grew so large is a mystery. Hmm. In a study, <laughs> Q, um, uh, Ian Malcolm's, uh, you know, life finds a way. In a study published in the Journal of, I don't can't even, I'm not going to say that, uh, researchers have now studied the colony to understand how it functioned and installed an escape route to see if its members would leave their home given the option. The team led by, uh, I'm not going to butcher this man's name, led by led, led by um, the Museum Institute of Zoology and the Polish the Polish Academy of Sciences were carried out on uh, out a survey of the of bats living in an abandoned Soviet nuclear bunker when they came across the wood ants living in a ammunition bunker where nuclear weapons weapons were once kept. So not only this, uh, nuclear weapons used to be kept kept here. These ants eat each other. They're reproducing, and they have they're all worker ants. Oh, and by the way, we used to store nuclear we used to store nuclear weapons here. What could go wrong? Yeah, yeah that that has all the makings of a of a sci fi. Show there was a, there's literally a movie called Ants with giant ants. Just saying. Right. Uh, the ants had no access to the outside world and appeared to have come from a nest above that was positioned over the ventilation pipe. When the ants fell down the pipe, they were entombed in the bunker. However, after returning to the site two years later, uh, scientists found the colony was not only still there but it had grown in numbers. This was despite there being no obvious food source and no heat or, and no lights. The population estimates suggested there were hundreds of thousands, if not one million, ants living in the bunker. The ants were known to set up colonies in unusual places. Let me see if I can go down here. These, these motherfuckers actually, they, they installed a escape path. In 2016, the scientists found the ants were, the colony was still there, and the team set out to analyze their behavior. They installed a boardwalk that led to the other ventilation pipes so that the ants could use it to escape the bunker. A year later, they returned to the site to find that the colony had almost completely vanished. The team inspected the corpses that had been left behind and found bark marks and holes and mostly in the abdomen. This, they said, was evidence that the ants were eating their deceased death space in order to stay alive. After, after being provided an escape route, the ants appeared to have made their way back to the original nest. On, the falling, uh, on falling down the original uh, ventilation pipe, they were able to make their way back so the, the bunker head was deserted. So you sent the nuclear ants back to integrate with the regular ants. See, see, this is why, on one hand, I will say that Trump and Republicans might have a thing when they say don't trust scientists. <laughs> Just saying, maybe there's something that we need. Just saying, maybe scientists do need a little bit of regulation. Because I'm just saying, maybe sending cannibal ants that have been living in a nuclear bunker that had nuclear weapons around it back into the wild, maybe isn't something we should do. Right. That's right. just my Especially opinion. You have no idea when the, how they reproduced, and now they're going to intermingle with the normal ants. It doesn't seem like it's a good idea. This, just saying, maybe not the smartest thing. So, anyway, anyway, that's all I got, man. You got anything else you want to talk about before we wrap, wrap this up? No, nah, man. I think we we've covered it. I, I still don't know how you find it all of these. It's like Genie Most and then you for finding these type of stories that that are that are wild. Hey. He, 
it's the name of the show, so you live up to it a hundred percent. I try, I try here, I try here. <laughs> um, again, like let you guys know, um, there's not going to be another show until probably about mid December. I'm still trying to wrap with the guests for that. It'll be the last show of 2020. I mean, uh, 2019 before 2020. Uh, I need to focus on studying on my AWS test, so I'm trying to give myself some 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 leeway. Um, we'll have a character corner coming out. Uh, this upcoming week, so stay tuned for that. The last part of uh, Claremont's X Men, and uh, Deepom and I are recording tomorrow. We're recording the this week's Flash and Arrow reviews, so stay tuned for that as well. Um, Jess, what, Jeff, what do you got coming up? Um, shoot, that's a good question. I don't even know. Well, um, I, I might have some more appearances, some digital appearances lined up. Just you know, you could. Hit me up at Jeff J says on all social for for those details. It, it's it's nothing concrete yet, so I'm not going to be like see me here and then y'all say I'm lying. But um, <laughs> yeah, just check check that out. Uh, I'm probably for the most part I'm taking it easy for the rest of the for the rest of the year. Kind of similar to you, uh, preparing for 2020 and hopefully be able to roll out uh, a few new things. But as always, you know I, I'm. Still creating a lot of stuff over at BR. For those who follow Bleacher Report, um, check out my stuff there. Um, and, yeah, that's pretty much it. Cool, man. Thank you very much for joining me. Everyone else, thank you guys very much for listening. Make sure you guys subscribe and channel check or go to the MTR Network feed to get everything else we got going on over there. Till next time, we're out of here. Peace. Peace.